We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakland Hardula's talking text line is Odyssey Sports NFL insider Mark Schlereth. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. Mark is also the host of the Stinking Truth podcast covering the entire NFL. Make sure to follow the Stinking Truth podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. I was telling Bob, I thought about you last night. Michigan and Washington play, and we've talked about it so many times on this show. Uh, Washington, they basketball on grass. A talented basketball on grass team. Man, Jim Harbaugh, he's a certain way. Man, line up, I'm going to kick you in the teeth and I'm going to run it and I'm going to run it and I'm going to wear you down and late in the game I'm going to take over. It's old school, but it works. Harbaugh proved it last yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, that ain't no question about it. I tell, you know, as much as we try to make the game a spread offense and like you talked about, basketball on grass, there's a couple things that never go in and out of style. And one of those things is you show me the team that dominates the line of scrimmage. I'll show you the team that wins 80, 85% of the games. Um, so it, that is, a, it's an old school mentality, but it just works. And the further coaches get away from it, um, the more apt they are to get their asses handed to them in, in, you know, the tough, in the tough moments. So uh, I appreciate that about Jim Harbaugh. I appreciate that, that about the way his team is built. So it's a good thing. So for me, it's fun to watch. I like that stuff. Now, uh, uh, Stink, uh, when you look at uh, what's intriguing, uh, boy, I, I get excited for this uh, as much as anything in the postseason, ultimately, you know, the Super Bowl. But NFL wild card uh, weekend, and you look at the matchups, uh, I want you to comment. What's the most intriguing matchup to you? Uh, I'm going to share mine first. I'm kind of looking at uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, who was 0-3 in the playoffs at the line. That goes back to when he was in Detroit. Uh, then, uh, you know, with the Rams, and you look at Rams 10-7. and 7. Now, the Lions, they tied a franchise record for wins this regular season at 12-5, and 5, and they're trying to uh, get their first playoff victory since beating Dallas. you got to go back to 1992. So that's kind of <laughs> intriguing that, uh, you know, because you always remember, you know, you, you, uh, like, uh, not, think, uh, correct me, uh, uh, did you play? Uh, what, you didn't always play uh, for Denver. Was Denver your first team or no, what? Washington. Uh, Washington? What? Well, Washington, yeah. Oh, okay. we, were the, we were the ones that ended that 1992 playoff win streak by Detroit with about a 45-10 to 10 beatdown in the nation <laughs> of capital on our way to winning a world championship. So, yeah, I'm very familiar with Detroit's playoff history. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that for me, Bobby, I'll tell you, that's the same one that I'm really intrigued by. Obviously, Matthew Stafford coming back home to the organization. He drafted him in Detroit after all that time there. And then Jared Goff facing off against his former team. He right. was the number one overall pick by the Rams. His former coach who decided, I can't get to the pinnacle with him, so I'm going to move him on to Detroit. This is like this has got everything. I asked Sean McVay, I did the uh, Rams – L.A. game last week, and I asked him, have you thought about that matchup? And he said, does a bear take a dump in the woods? 
Absolutely. <laughs> I, I thought about that, you know, matchup. And so it'll be a, it's going to be fun. I mean, there's no question it'll be fun. It'll be great. I will tell you this, man. Now, the Rams, their, their special teams has been awful. Their defense, they have one superstar in Aaron Donald. We all know that. But they've got some rising young players who I think are really good players. Carnell Lake's son, Quentin Lake, is a really good player. He's playing the nickel position. Um, he's a difference maker back there. I think uh, Byron Young has got a great story out of football, out of high school, didn't get recruited. Basically, was working at a general, the, the general store and at Burger King and anyhow, got himself accepted <laughs> to a junior college, you know, and they went to Tennessee and third-round draft choice playing really good. Their defensive line, they got a couple of guys. Kobe Turner is a really good player. Uh, they've got a kid by the name of Brown who's a really good – like I so said, they've got some good young players, fun to watch. Um, but offensively, let me tell you, they are back to being who they were when they were running kind of rough shot for a couple of years over the league. Um, in that Sean McVay always used to say, hey, we're a power-run football team disguised as a spread offense <laughs> or a three-wide formation, but we're just going to cram it down your throat. Back to his Todd Gurley days. And they are back to that. They're running as well as anybody in the league right now. Um, and I, I tell you, man, they're, they're a team that I really think is playing with a ton of confidence on the offensive side of the ball and really believes they can go beat anybody. And it's exactly what Kyle Shanahan said. He said, hey, listen, man, we feel like we're going we're gonna to play them in the AFC Championship game. And they are, they're going to be a tough out. That's kind of how they feel. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Insider Calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Uh, I think the game that intrigues me the most, Browns-Texans. Meaning nobody would have picked the Texans to be in this spot. What uh, D'Amico Rines has done in Houston has been tremendous. C.J. Stroud is the outlier as far as a rookie quarterback to play this well. And you play in the Browns. They lose both starting tackles. They're uh, arguably the best running back in pro football. They're starting running uh, quarterback. Joe Flacco comes in, okay? And it all works. Their defense has played so well. But they don't get away from the running game. No matter what, that's still a big part of their offense. And that game, to me, two teams that when the season started, maybe somebody might have picked the Browns. But no one picked the Texans to be in this spot come Saturday. Yeah, I thought uh, the game against uh, Indianapolis, I thought that was their playoff game. Um, It'll be interesting (laughs) to see how they respond. Because, you know, I I, I thought they were kind of tapped out. But, like – C.J. Stroud, you're 100% right, is phenomenal. Nico Collins has been a beast. Uh, if they get those kind of performances again out of those guys, they got a chance to beat anybody. I love what the Browns have done, yeah, though. The Browns too. just – Browns physically wear you out, both, both sides of the ball. And, you know, it's ultimately this is why, like, Joe Flacco needs to be in the perfect storm situation. They're going to hand the ball off. They're going to run the football. They're going to have a lot of what – you know, it just depends on what kind of organization you're with. But what we call tank plays or call it and run it plays, right? They're, they're just going to get in, like, structure where they can go 18, 19 structure, meaning, hey, it doesn't matter if they rotate the strong safety down or rotate the weak safety down. We have answers. We can block everybody. Take it off the quarterback's play. Just let them hand it off a couple of times and then run some play action stuff after that. That's kind of what they do. 
And it's the perfect fit for Joe Flacco because he can still throw it, man. He can still run the deep comebacks. If you get cover right. three, you can still run the whole shots. If you're getting, you know, if you're getting quarters or what, like he can still throw those balls. And that's what he's really good at. Those deep off of play action, intermediate pros, you know, they're 18 yard in cutting routes where you're just letting it eat. That's, that's what he thrives in. That's, that's what his arm talent um, is perfect for. And that's exactly the offense they run. And, as we all know, defensively, they can just wear you out, too. So they're one of those teams that's just big and physical, and they do what they do, and it's the perfect fit, perfect storm for Joe Flacco. Now, uh, Stink, uh, you know, it's always you play long enough, it seems like you're going to cross paths, or, oh, I used to be coaching that team or I played for that team. Like, we just talking about Matthew Stafford, you know, comparing what's going to happen with uh, the Rams and the Lions and all. But another intriguing uh, and pressure, there's always going to be pressure on this team, and even as a coach, uh, it doesn't matter if you have a winning uh, record, Mike McCarthy. I'm looking at uh, Dallas coach Mike McCarthy. He's going to face his former team. And then you look, uh, we all know the history with him with the Packers and all that. And uh, they hosted Green Bay. Now, uh, Dallas is aiming to stay unbeaten at home this season. That's kind of intriguing because right now, okay, what well, Dallas is like seven touchdowns, seven, seven and a half point favorite. But the one thing, you know, Jerry Jones is okay. We're going to see how this is going to play out game to game. You want to talk about pressure, uh, and, and you know this, uh, Mark. It's like with Dallas, it's like not Super Bowl or bust. It's win the Super Bowl or bust. It seems like. Yeah, it is. I mean, every year they go into it, and, <laughs> and you know, I mean, nobody seems to believe it, right? Myself included. Like I will believe it when I see it with the Dallas Cowboys. So. Um, yeah, there's a, ton, there's a ton of pressure on them, and there's a ton of pressure for uh, a guy like McCarthy to produce and for that offense to produce. And, and so much so, remember, he let go of Kellen Moore, who was their offensive play caller coordinator, and said, I'm going to take back over the play calling duties for this offense. So, um, yeah, there is a ton of pressure. I mean, you basically said you basically said the reason that we didn't go where we needed to go last year was because of my play caller, and I've taken that over. And so – you know, Dallas is a super talented team. And I will tell you, like, if you get behind Dallas, if you let them just unleash those pass rushers, they're a nightmare because they've got dudes that can flat. Like, Demarcus Lawrence, is, is that dude can flat rush the passer. You got Odigizuwa on the inside. You got a couple other guys on the inside. You got Michael Parsons who can line up anywhere on the football field and absolutely destroy you. So they've got a ton of talent. And if they have a lead, they are, a night, I mean, literally a nightmare. So it'll be interesting to see exactly kind of how they do that because um, they are that good. And, and I think it's the, the Packers who go out uh, to take on the, the Cowboys. It'll be an interesting matchup. But uh, I definitely think the, the, the Cowboys are a much better football team. Now, uh, Mark, when you look at uh, any time, I know you're in the postseason. Uh, it's not a regular season game. It's not a team playing the Panthers. But uh, you look at the Buffalo Bills. They've been Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. They're a 10-point favorite. Now, the Steelers are coming uh, to Buffalo. But I don't know, Josh Allen, I mean, uh, it seems like we take up for him too much. He, he makes a lot of mistakes sometimes. I guess he's so talented that we cover that up. But just looking at the Bills, how they finished 11-6, and six, the turnaround when they defeated Miami for the fifth straight win to close out their regular season. Could Buffalo be one of those scary teams like uh, that, 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 that continues – 
Because at the middle of the season, we were saying, boy, you want to talk about screwed the pooch. Mike, like you always say, the <laughs> yeah. Buffalo Bills, boy, they've been really disappointing. But then all of a sudden, they went five in a row. And now they play the yeah. Steelers, and they have a certain way to win. <laughs> and, and, and they don't hide it. You know, they really don't. Yeah, there, there is no question. I mean, I don't think T.J. Watt's going to be able to go. That really hurts the right. Steelers because he is that good. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. And Steelers are just – there's just – a toughness about them that I always give them a chance, regardless of what you know what what kind of game they're going to play. I will tell you the thing that has changed, you know, from my perspective uh, with the Buffalo Bills is if you go back through that six and six start, I can't tell you how many times that Josh Allen was asked to throw the ball forty plus times. That's right. I mean, every like every game, and I don't care who you are, man. Like I always talk about this kind of with Joe Flacco, same thing is you got to take the quarterback off the high dive. You, you just can't have him on there all the time. And it was like, let's just wait for Josh to win a game for us. And, you know, I'm sorry, but we got 10 other guys on this team. Let's how about we have everybody, you know, everybody uh, carry some of the weight. Everybody carry some of the baggage. And let's take some of it off the shoulders of our quarterback instead of going, hey, we get in the red zone, and it's just pick your favorite matchup and let's go. I, I hate that. I like that to me is a lazy play caller, a lazy offensive coordinator. Well, he got fired. He got fired. Yeah, <laughs> that's why fired. Joe Brady's and, there. And, and, <laughs> right, exactly. They went to Joe Brady, and since then, you look at what Joe Brady has brought to them. It's interesting. Is you know, it, it's been one of those situations where now they're running the football. And when Joe Brady first left LSU to go to Carolina to coach their offense, he got fired. I'll never forget, I was doing a game in Carolina, and Joe pulled me aside on the sideline, and we ended up talking kind of about the run game for about an hour. And it was interesting. This is all pregame stuff. But it's just really interesting. A lot of those college coaches, those collegiate-type coaches, come from that realm, and they really they think they want to run the ball or they think they know how, but they don't really know how to do it and don't really know exactly what's going on. So – for Joe Brady, it was getting fired and kind of learning that and coming back to it. And what he's done in Buffalo has been really good since he's taken over. He's taken a lot of that pressure off that quarterback. And that's that's a good thing for Buffalo. That's going to help them in the long run. Now, Sting, before we let you run, uh, obviously uh, six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. That's going to be the same thing next year. Any uh, firings that surprise you? Because I still think in Coach uh, Mike Vabrell, Mike Rabel can uh, uh, coach. Yeah, 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 for the Titans. So what, what, what is your take on that? And then you look, obviously, with Belichick and the Patriots and what the Raiders are going to do to Chargers. I know I threw a lot out there, but uh, it just seems like you have this uh, kind of soap, box, or like soap opera uh, every year about what's going to happen yeah. you know, with the coaching. Yeah, it, it's interesting, you know, because in, in today's game, I mean, if you don't get, uh, you know, if you don't turn the program around in two in two seasons, you're you're getting fired. Sometimes less than that. So, but I I do think, you know, I, I do think that the Raiders will probably end up retaining uh, Antonio Pierce. I thought he did a great job all the way down since he took over. So I think that's pretty big time. Um, I'm still really interested to see what happens with the Eagles if they're one and done. Could Sirianni be out? There's a lot of rumors in that regard. There's some assistant coaches that have resigned. The Mike Vrabel one is interesting to me because I felt like that was something that was brewing internally yep. in the organization. Like Mike didn't want to be there and they wanted to move on. And so 
so that that's one you know that almost feel like almost feel like that one just kind of ran its course. Uh, a lot of speculation that Vrabel might take over in New England if they let go of Belichick. I mean, there is just a ton of speculation. Arthur Smith, I got to believe that that Atlanta job is a damn good job just based on I called a bunch of their games, and they are a talented group. Like, offensively, like it's a shame you can't take, take advantage of one of the best offensive lines in football and win more games than that. And I said it even on a broadcast. This team should have 10 wins, maybe 11 wins. And, um, you know, it's a shame, but uh, it, it is what it is. It's a winning business. So, um, what my coach always used to tell us, get good or get gone. Well, well uh, the, the, now, now, Mark, uh, what about uh, everybody, Harbaugh, Harbaugh? I mean, I don't know. I, I would like maybe from a selfish standpoint, I want to see Harbaugh or Coach Justin Herbert with the Chargers. I don't know. To me, that would be intriguing. <laughs> that, yeah, there's no question. Because one thing that he would do for Justin is he would put together a team that doesn't rely on Justin to yes. win the game every day. It would run week. the ball more. Right. He would he would take some of that pressure off of him. And I'd love I'd love to see that. But man, how good is it to be the Harbaugh's right now? I was texting with John <laughs> right, last yeah. night. I'm like, you're on the sideline, your brother's winning a championship, you guys are the number one seed. It's good to be the Harbaugh's right now. <laughs> well well hey, so, you know what Stink is kinda like uh we have this here in New Orleans, we have the Mannings and that quarterback fraternity with Archie and you got Peyton and Eli. Yeah. Well the Harbaugh's coach fraternity didn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't. And the dad had a, uh, you know, very, right. and Mr. Jack. very illustrious career as well. So, yeah, so, yeah, those guys are doing okay over there. Mark, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it, bud. My pleasure. You guys do well. Take All right, Sting. Happy New Year. That was Odyssey NFL Insider Mark Schlereth. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice, where men have skin, too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.